For centuries, the Alsace region has stood as something of a referee between France and Germany. It's a delightfully scenic area between the Rhine River and the Vosges Mountains, one that incorporates the best of both German and French culture. Alsace was also the scene of some of the toughest fighting in the first two world wars as the border between France and Germany swung back and forth. We're joined now on Travel with Rick Steves by three tour guides to France to take your calls at 877-333-7425 about visiting the Alsace. French-born Patrick Vidal and Virginie Moret are frequent guest experts on the show, and they're joined today by American-born Julie Sanvaux. Julie married a Frenchman and moved to Burgundy years ago to start her family, and she's made France her home ever since. Virginie, Patrick, Julie, bonjour. Bonjour. Great to be here. When you think about the regions or the departments of France, uh, Julie, what is how is France organized? It's organized by regions and then departments. Mm-hmm. The departments were put into place after the revolution to kind of disperse the power out through France, through the country. From every major little city, they went a couple of days on horseback in each cardinal direction and made a department. And then in the 60s, they made regions because they needed something between the departments in Paris. So they made the regions. So regions are kind of like states for us, uh-huh. and departments are kind of like counties. Okay. They used to have 22 regions, and now they've broken it down in the last year to 13. So we have a big administrative change going on in France right now. And Alsace is one of these? Alsace was its own region, mm-hmm. and now it's with Champagne-Ardenne. Mm-hmm. and um, Lorraine okay. to be the Grand Est or the Big East region. The Big East. The Big East. Is, huh? But uh, in the Big East, Alsace has its own character, I think you could definitely, say. Definitely, definitely. It's unique. V- Virginie, how would you describe Alsace? Well, Alsace, as you mentioned, is really that border zone between Germany and France. So it has its own characteristic. Mm-hmm. And I think, as uh, Julie mentioned, we have you know several regions, so down to 13 administratively. Mm-hmm. But really, the, the characteristic of those regions are really, really different. So I come from Brittany originally, mm-hmm. opposite of Alsace. You know, Paris in the middle, you're very, very different. And that's what we call regionalism. And it covers different topics. It's the food, which is very different right. wherever you are in France, the language, uh, the different tradition, sometimes, uh, you know, linked to religion, uh, the way the architecture is. So when you're in Alsace, it looks like you're having houses that could have been built, you know, the same way in Germany. And when you're 100 kilometers away, it looks very different. So when you're in Brittany, it'd be more Celtic related exactly. to what we think about in Britain. And when you're in Alsace, it's quite a bit more German. Patrick, when you're thinking about examples of how German Alsace is, what comes to mind? How is Alsace feeling German? Oh, Alsace is much more organized than French. Yeah. I mean, the French, that's definitely... Ah, okay. I mean, it's more Germanic. It's mm-hmm. the idea of... Yeah. Uh, it's more Germanic than Latin. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it's got more organizations. It's squarer on a lot of things, and it's, uh, it's cleaner in some ways. Mm-hmm. I mean, the houses are painted the way that the Germanic houses are painted more than uh, anywhere else in France. Stone color in mm-hmm. Germany, it's different colors. Timber houses as well, and, uh, and plenty of things that makes you think of Germany more than, than France, really. How about the food, when you think of the cuisine? Uh, or, uh, same idea as well. I mean, uh, food and wine, it's the same, same kind of idea. You've got the, the wines from the, uh, following the Rhine River, which are pretty close to the wines you're going to find on the other side of the That's of right, the because Rhine. the Rhine River is actually the border of Alsace. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Between I mean, the Black Forest area. Well, and geographically, I mean, the, the Rhine is a river running through a little valley, which mm-hmm. has got Alsace on one side, and it's got the Vosges Mountains in the French side, and mm-hmm. Black Forest on the other side. 
It's the same mountain cut by the Rhine in the middle. In that area in the middle, Alsace. Very rich, very uh, fertile fields. And, uh, so, Julie, when well. you think as a traveler, and you're a tour guide, so you would know what people are concerned about, what they're interested in. When you think of the Alsace, what are the priorities, uh, what are the key experiences you would have when you visit the Alsace? The fact that it's so different from all the other regions in France, it's very Germanic, it's very cute and quaint with the half-timbered houses and the colors that you don't usually find in France. France is more white and more cream-colored, and, and Alsace is very, very colorful. And the food, the chocoutre, which is sauerkraut, but it's really, really nice in Alsace because they soak it in Riesling wine, and so it's really, really smooth. So French. You take it's the so sauerkraut right. and you soak exactly, it in wine. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> in the Riesling wine, which is completely different than German Riesling wine, their wines are very, they're organized differently and they're different than the wines in France and in Germany. So when I think of Alsace, I think of uh, the big city is Strasbourg and the charming small town that has so much art and character is Colmar. And that for me is my home base. And then you've got the Route du Vin, the wine road right. with all these, when you talk about charming little half-timbered colorful villages, mm. these are just so cute. They're almost edible. Yeah. Uh, let's think about these three different dimensions of Alsace. Virginie, when you think about Colmar, what do you think? What are the highlights of Colmar? Colmar is in between a big city, like you mentioned, Strasbourg, and one of those small villages. So you would find you know, enough attraction. It would be a good um, home base to explore the region by car. Uh-huh. And uh, you would have enough restaurants you know, for, obviously, uh, every day of your stay. You'll have different museums that you could be uh, you know, visiting when you're in Colmar, too. So it's a good base. It must have been an important city in its day because it has such amazing art treasures. I mean, there are world-class art treasures in, in Little Colmar. We have the... Unterlinden Museum. Unterlinden Museum. That they just redid, mm-hmm. and it is fabulous. It is so amazing. With one of my favorite pieces of art the in Isenheim Europe. The Isenheim altarpiece. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. And then just a uh, hundred yards away, you've got the uh, Madonna of the Rose Bush. Is that what it's called? Schongauer. Yes. And, and it's and, just exquisite mm-hmm. Gothic art. It's amazing how much culture is in this what seems like would be a provincial town, but we have to remember centuries ago in Europe there was a lot of smaller states and so on. And it was very important, as we mentioned, the Rhine River is now the border between Germany and France. But for the Germans, the border, the natural border should have been the Vosges Mountain. So that's why the border kept changing. We didn't have the Germans wanted to push closer to Paris and that would be and they think, okay, well there is a France, but let's call the mountain range the logical border. The French wanted to have more of a buffer, so they said the Rhine River should be the border. And the area between the Rhine River and the Vosges Mountains would be historically Alsace. And depending on who's stronger and who's got the momentum, it flip-flops back and forth. highly disputed, exactly. And right now it's pretty solidly in the French It's court. been French since, you know, the end of World War I. And uh-huh. then when, at the beginning of the World War II, this is the part that Hitler annexed first. Uh-huh. And, but since World War II, it's completely so, French. So, so with a greater German frame of mind, you could make the case that Alsace should be German, I suppose. But I won't ask you yeah, to agree no. to that. This is Travel <laughs> with Rick Steves. We're talking with Virginie Moret, Patrick Vidal. They're both native-born French tour guides. And Julie Sanvo joins us, who's an American from Kansas who married into France. She's been raising her family in Burgundy over the years. And uh, they specialize in showing American visitors the best of what France has to offer. And right now we're talking about the attractions of the Alsace region just over the border from Germany. Our phone number is 877-333-7425. And William's calling from Miami. William, thanks for your call. Hi. About three years ago, I took a trip through that region because I was passing through uh, Alsace on my way to Germany. Of course, I was going to stop in Strasbourg to see the cathedral. 
But I, I signed a book a night in Colmer there because I wanted to see the Azanaim altarpiece. And I was just amazed at how, how strikingly beautiful Colmer is with the half-timbered houses there, especially that uh, little Venice area there, which has some really great restaurants and everything mm. like that. It's just, a, it's just a precious little village. Even the train station's great with that weird window there with that women tied to the tracks that the artists put together there. So you're talking about in uh, Colmar, the little charming district called Little Venice, or in French, Petite Venice, right? Mm-hmm. And it's yes, just, and what, it's got you, wonderful restaurants there. I got a good dish, dish of spetzel there, actually. That would be a German dish uh, that yes. is the French culture of uh, the French version of the German uh, pasta, mm-hmm. and that would be delightful in that part of France. And William, when you're talking about the charming half-timbered buildings and so on, I was just there working on our guidebook, and I was in Strasbourg. That's the like the giant city in Colmar, which is the characteristic smaller city, and then a number of the little towns, and they're like all little cousins. I mean, there's the big, huge one, and there's the middle-sized one, and there's mm-hmm. the little ones, but they all have the same elements. It mm-hmm. seems like you've got great churches. You've You've got beautiful half-timbered Germanic kind of vernacular architecture, mm-hmm. and you've got the medieval vestiges of walls and moats and power mm-hmm. and so on. Uh, and great wine. Yes. yes, great wine. Especially lovely, if you like white wine. Pinot Gris. Oh. <laughs> now, when we think about the wine in this area, in Alsace, it's different, isn't it, uh, Patrick, than the rest of France and what, how they name the wines? Yeah, I mean, in, in Alsace, they're going to name the wine like you do in the States by the grapes, when uh, the rest of France will name their wine by where the wine is coming from, from the field, from the village, from the area. But in Alsace, it's named after the after the grapes. Oh, okay, so you wouldn't have an Igusheim or a Colmar wine. You would have a Gewürztraminer. Absolutely, or yeah, named after the, the grapes. So, what are the wines that are famous in Alsace? The Pinot Gris, as uh, as um, well, we were saying. mentioning before, yeah. and uh, the uh, Gewürztraminer, the Riesling, the uh, Edos Vicker. There's plenty of different wines that that are very very specific to the area that you don't find anywhere else. Of course, you can't call it Champagne because that's a Ooh, little different part of France. Do you have the Cremant? That's so you could be drinking Cremant and think you're drinking champagne because it's the same method, right? Same idea. People did some blind tests of, uh, of Cremants and champagne and didn't see the difference between the two. I mean, that's, Is that right? Yeah, find the Cremant better than the champagne. And, you know, the, the wine tasting experience is so easy in these little towns. You just go to the little town, William, and there's a number of these towns on, on what I mentioned earlier, the Route Duvan, the wine road. And you step up, and they all got their degustation signs out where they want you to come in and taste. And there's people at the bar eager to let you sample four or five different wines. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's just a delightful experience, and it, it gets progressively more and more fun. Now, there is a little trick about that that usually North Americans don't know about. The French, when they travel, and 75% of the French, when they travel, they stay in France. They don't go to other countries in Europe. Uh And they have to have wine shopping as part of their traveling. And they will buy something. And so you want to make sure that if you're trying four or five different wines, maybe you buy a bottle. It's not, it costs like 10 euro max. That's a very good reminder because uh, in France, you're doing a road trip and you buy a few bottles and you bring it home, of course. Mm -hmm. And it's not very expensive and it's just good style. Before I go, I want to mention that uh, three years ago when I when I did visit there, the uh, museum where the Isenheim altarpiece that was being renovated. Mm-hmm. But I found out they had uh. moved the collection of the Dominican Church <laughs> there, so I was able yeah. to see it. But <laughs> well, I was just there, <laughs> I William. I guess they reopened it. William, it's open. It's better than ever, and the Isenheim altarpiece is just glorious. They it have is, some wonderful it's pieces. Glorious. In oh, it is. It is. Yeah. It's, after the Ghent altarpiece, it's probably the best work of art I've ever seen. Okay, at least as good as the Ghent altarpiece. I agree. Those are both exquisite pieces of medieval art. William, thanks for your call. Thank you very much. 
This is Travel with Rick Steves. We're talking with Virginie Moret, Patrick Vidal, and Julie Sanvo, and we're talking about Alsace in the northeast of France, where France rubs up against Germany. Our phone number is 877-333-7425, and Eric's calling from New Haven in Connecticut. Hi, Eric. Hey, Rick. Uh, how are you? Doing uh, good. Do you have a question about the Alsace? I do. I've, I've spent quite a lot of time in France, and I've been to the north, the west, the central part, and the south, but I've really never spent a lot of time on the east. We spent one day in Strasbourg, and I had a choucroute, and that was delicious, but that's the extent of it. And I was hoping to spend maybe seven to ten days there in September, and I was looking for some advice on uh, base camp, and then besides Colmar and maybe Strasbourg, some other ideas of, of what to do and, and how to spend my time in the region. Julie, what do you think about a strategy for Eric, who's got about a week or 10 days for Alsace? If you want to stay just in Alsace, there's the Route de Vin, which is the wine road that we talked about, that you can go from village to village. It's about 100 miles long and about 100 villages. All the quaint little villages there, wine tastings. There's the area where they reintroduce the storks to the region. Well, you see storks everywhere. They're the huge storks nest on top of You do of them. see these giant yep. stork nests bounced huge, on yeah. top of spires and mm-hmm. so on. In the 70s, they realized that that was their pattern to come back oh, there, okay. but they were they were losing them. And so they actually cut the wings of some of them. And now, today, they're all free to migrate as they would have before because they've repopulated the stork population up there. And you mentioned 100 villages and 100 miles. You can bike from village to village. And that's what I was going to say, too. Then Wonderful. you can do some biking, yeah. There's a lot of, I think they're like service roads where you shouldn't be driving, but if you have a bicycle, you're welcome to use Through that. the vineyards. Is it better to have a car, train, or maybe bike now? What would be the recommendation? I'm not opposed to getting a car, but if we can avoid that, it'd, it'd be nice. If you want to go to the small villages, then I would say, you know, you do need to have a car because many of the villages are in the valley, but some of them are starting to go on yeah. at the hills. And public so, transportation is very frustrating. Yes. I mean, the locals use it, but it's hard for tourists to actually use it. On so, the other hand, I took the train from Colmar to Strasbourg, and that's going every hour, and it takes less than an hour. Yes, and right. it's, you would not want to drive to Strasbourg. I had a rental car, but I just took the train from Colmar to, to Colmar, Strasbourg. Yeah. And that was easy. So make your headquarters, Eric, in uh, Colmar. I think that's the cute small town. But I would spend a, a long day in Strasbourg and then use your car to explore all the villages. You can very easily cut across the river and check out some of the Black Forest in Germany if you mm-hmm. wanted to. And there's some wonderful, are, are there some very powerful um, World War II or World War One sites? There's memorials that you can see. Right in, in, uh, I saw a World War II cemetery, a German cemetery outside of... Uh, Kaisersburg that was quite powerful just mm-hmm. and there's one up called Bloody Hill up by Kaisersburg too because the world mm-hmm. wars just swept right through mm-hmm. that right region through between mm-hmm. France mm-hmm. and Germany mm-hmm. so if you're interested in the a lot of war history there horrific definitely. wars of the yeah. 20th century Patrick any more ideas for exploring uh, Alsace for... oh, we've talked about Kaisersburg it's just been elected the favorite village of the it's of true. the French Kaisersburg. Yes. Every every year there's a contest on TV about okay. about the favorite village of the French people. So Albert Schweitzer was a smart young man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He chose to live there. Albert the, Schweitzer. The year before was a little village close to where I live in Brittany, and uh, this year has been Kaisersberg. Okay. And there was a big celebration in Kaisersberg when they found nice. that. I mean, when we're talking about staying a long time in Alsace, I think that four or five days in Colmar and two or three days in Strasbourg would work pretty well. Yes, Stra- and, then, and then navigate around. As a, as and Strasbourg a, is an important city. I mean, there's it, a lot of things to see. You there. know, it and just occurred to me this year the name Strasbourg. It's like crossroads. Yes, it's the city of streets. Oh, the streets, yeah. And this is the, the crossroads of. If you think of Europe as Germany and France and everybody else, 
this is the crossroads between the Germanic and the Romantic world. And Strasbourg is pretty much on the border as well. Yep. I mean, you can almost walk outside of Strasbourg to get to Germany. And mm-hmm. uh, when, when the, uh, the EU was getting uh, envisioned, I, th- I believe Churchill recommended that Strasbourg so, be one of the administrative headquarters of yeah. the EU. And it is. And they've it got, is. They've got some Brussels and Strasbourg. Yeah. So exactly. there's a good reason that Strasbourg is a key administrative capital, along with Brussels, of the European Union. And maybe the last thing is uh, time to travel there. Is uh, I mean, there's plenty of time around the year, but yeah. going there around Christmas before Christmas is just unbelievable uh, because that's the only place in France when you've got proper Christmas markets. A proper German-style Christmas market. Yes, exactly. Market. Yeah, yeah, a German, exactly. If you like a German yeah, yeah. Christmas market, yeah. but you want a little bit of French style, Strasbourg. Yeah. Eric, thanks for your hey. call. Thanks a lot. This has been so much fun talking about Alsace with my three French friends and tour guides, Virginie Moret, Patrick Vidal, and Julie Sanvaux. If we can just cap this discussion with a little bit of cuisine, what would you be sure to introduce your American friend to if you were showing them around Alsace? Either part of the meal or part of the dessert or part of what you might want to drink? Well, maybe they would want to have something very simple that you can eat, you know, just almost on the street, so very American way. Uh, it looks like a pizza. And it's the tarte alsacienne, like a pizza dough on which you have cream, onions, and bacon strips. Tarte flambée. Uh, tarte tarte flambée. Flambé. Okay. And Julie? Well, I like the chocoutre. And you have to try it because everybody's afraid of it when they look at it. And then when they get a good one, they love it. Because the is really like a hunter's pile of just sauerkraut. feels like sauerkraut, sauerkraut and sausages. With and, the good sausages. And mm-hmm. beautiful sausages. Mm-hmm. And lots of Riesling wine with it. Uh, you'll almost say Danke Schön after mm. that. <laughs> <laughs> but with a nice French wine. Patrick. Well, I'd like to add another very hearty dish, which is called Backoffe. It's a mixture of three different meats, and it's got potatoes and some vegetables. And the story behind that Beckhofer, it's that it was cooked in the oven of the baker on the way on the way to the church in the uh, on the Sunday morning. But every every family will bring their dish to the oven of the baker oh. after he's cooked the bread. And on the way down, he would just cook down the, the dish, and people would come out of the mass and and get their dish back home. Ah, so you drop the, it by the Sunday. baker yeah. and it's cooked while you're at church yeah. and then yeah. you take it home for your Sunday yeah. Uh, supper. Yeah, that was the idea. And today you can find that in the beautiful restaurants? Absolutely. All and they, over they very often will serve that to you, uh, family style. You know, they bring the, the big dish on the table and serve you. On the the name of that again? Beckhofer. Well, Virginie, Patrick, and Julie, merci bien for merci. a better understanding merci. of Alsace. Au revoir. Au revoir. Au revoir. A bientôt. Each year, Rick Steves Tour Guides take thousands of free-spirited travelers on escorted tours through Europe, one small group at a time. This year, you can choose from more than 40 different vacations in Europe's best destinations, from Ireland to Greece, and practically everywhere in between. Begin your next trip at ricksteves.com.